Welcome to the Icky Lousy Junkie Live Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. And this is where you can laugh, cry, learn, and grow with some of the icky, lousy, junkie life choices we've made. And we all make them! Yes, we make them all the time. Oh my God. Seriously. Unreal how many choices we make that are learning examples, right? Well, it's really okay. It is okay. It's okay. Everybody does it. We'll live from them, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have another guest this week. Yay. Very excited. Very excited to have this guest. Um, her name is Audrey Weidman. Now, I met Audrey through networking for women's uh, network uh, entrepreneurs. And um, I'm going to let Audrey tell you what she is, but her story is really great. So I'm really excited to, to talk today about her story. But let's just quickly introduce Audrey. Audrey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, where to begin? <laughs> um, I am currently, I, I am a stress mastery educator and coach. And I guess the long and the short of it is that I thought I was a health coach and I, I was doing very well with my, you know, managing my cholesterol and my weight and exercising and all that stuff. But I didn't pay attention to the biggest part of who you are, and that is your mind. Mm -hmm. And um, the stress that I was experiencing and the negative self-talk I was experiencing nearly killed me. I had a heart attack. And so I'm an unlikely heart attack survivor. And uh, most people, when they had first seen me, after it got the news, they said, you're the healthiest person I know. How is it that you could have a heart attack? And I'm telling you, if you don't get your mindset straight, it will do you in. And so it's really, really important because once you've got the mindset, you can do anything you want, really anything. Absolutely. And Audrey, I, I've heard your story before. You kind of walked around not thinking that you were having a heart attack, right? Like you went right. like a whole day, you were kind of not feeling good. What was happening there? You were like experiencing not necessarily heart attack symptoms, right? Uh, yeah, that's a funny, it's a funny, but not so funny story. Right. Um, it's funny now, right? I walked around two days with a heart attack and I didn't know, to, know it. And the funny thing was I knew when it happened because I felt really strange. I was actually listening to John Maxwell, who's a, uh, you know, a leadership guy, and he was talking about all these unlikely people who were successful. And I kept thinking, I can't believe I can't do better. Like, I, like all this negative self-talk going in, and I was doing yard work with my head bent over my heart. I was bending down to chop down some a bush, and all of a sudden I felt really dizzy, and uh, something strange. I was kind of shaking and I came in, you know, my husband said, you've been working really hard. Just take a load off, you know, just have some lunch, whatever. And I had chest pain, but I thought it actually was from doing yoga the day before or from, you know, chopping down stuff. And it was like this heartburn pain. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a muscle pain, but I never thought I would have a heart attack like ever. Right. And so it never even dawned on me that that's what it could be. And after a while, you know, I said to my husband, this feels really strange. And he's like, I'm starting to get worried about you. Let's go to the ER. And I'm like, oh no, we're not going there. I don't want to sit around all day. And um, I had this nagging 
burning pain uh, for two days. I, I told him, I said, I'm not going to the ER because I've got my regularly scheduled annual checkup on Monday. This was a Saturday morning and I walked around two days and I, I ran to the train because I was late and then I walked all the way down Michigan Avenue and I went in, you know, to see my doctor and she's like, how are you feeling? And I said, you know, I have this kind of weird, you know, thing going on in my chest. It just feels strange. And she had done a, an EKG on me. Her assistant had done an EKG as part of this annual physical. And I looked up, or she, she looked at the EKG. She goes, oh my God, oh my God, where's last year? And then she turned around and she said, Audrey, you've had a heart attack. And what I said to her is I said, you know, I've got a friend from California who's waiting for me for lunch. Uh, could I go and have lunch first and then go to the hospital? I was so in denial as to what happened. And actually at my one year follow-up, my doctor said, do you remember what you said to me? I said, yeah, like I was meeting my friend for lunch. Right. <laughs> and so it was like uh, just unreal. It was like the worst day of my life. Uh, but in some ways, you know, actually the best day of my life because it really got things into perspective for me and focusing on what's important and, you know, it took me like maybe a month or so to realize I had done it to myself, that I was the, the person I caused it. Like, you know, cause I was like, why me? I can't believe this. This really sucks. You know, just like I was feeling very sorry for myself. And so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, but yeah. I'm a nicer person for it. And you know, more compassionate. And I think I'm a lot more grounded and I, I'm just more grounded and know who I am and I know what's important. And so that really is the gift in the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so was it, I'm sure it wasn't an immediate switch or was it, was it like, oh, oh man, and you just immediately went to this <laughs> Zen place or did it take some time? Did you go through some steps? Oh, for sure. It took some time. Um, you know, I guess like I didn't even know what cardiac rehab was. And I actually really liked it because I was there with a bunch of other heart attack survivors who are all men that look like they should have had a heart attack because right. they're, they're big and older and, you know, ex-smokers or whatever. And then there was me. And the kind of heart attack, I should back up and just say the kind of heart attack I had was a split in my arterial wall. I didn't have plaque in my arteries because I had been living a clean, healthy lifestyle, which is, is good. Uh, and it wasn't a major, major, like I didn't have too much uh, muscle damage, but uh, believe me, it's been a process. And I'm, I still think that anybody who says that they're enlightened and got the solution, they're kidding themselves. I've been on this journey now for about three and a half years and pretty much every day I'm learning something else. But it really started with meditation uh, because with meditation, um, it turns out like this happened in fall and one of my friends is a nurse and she was substituting for the cardiac rehab people between Christmas and New Year's because I was there and she goes, why are you here? Oh my God, you're here. And she, she pulled me aside and she said, Audrey, you have to learn, uh, do um, transcendental meditation. It's really good. And I can give you, um, she can give me a discount code. Any healthcare provider could actually do that for you. But I participated in a very um, structured meditation program, which is what I needed. And I knew 
that meditation is the single best thing you can do for yourself without medication to reduce blood pressure. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do it. I just reduced the salt and I exercised because I could not get a grip on my mind. It was a monkey mind and always like, like I'm not good enough stuff. Like all this cycle of stress and anxiety, it's a habit loop oh, yeah. that you get yeah. into. And then you get a shock <laughs> and you, it will knock you off center and you might be more open to other possibilities. So that's, that was the start of my journey. Oh, and I love it. And I love what you said too, because, you know, obviously there's a lot of health coaches and we, you know, I'm a health coach, I'm a life coach too. And so mindset and things like that is very important and was something that, and I think I posted something on Facebook maybe a week ago or so, because I'm getting frustrated with so many people who literally are only focusing on nutrition. Like, oh, I'm fine. I've got my nutrition. And it's like, Ugh, just because you have nutrition. Yes. Nutrition is very important. Yes. You want to eat healthy. You want to try to avoid certain foods. You want to eliminate your sugars. You want to, you know, there's certain things that you ab ab absolutely should be watching, but nutrition is not the only part of this huge health bubble. And so if you're only narrowly focusing on the nutrition, then you're, you've, you've lost it, you know? And, um, I was just talking to somebody the other day, who's a power lifter. Right. And, um, a lot of the power lifters and stuff, they're not healthy. Their diets are not <laughs> necessarily healthy, but they're so obsessed with the exercise part. And I'm like, you know, some of the most fit people I've ever seen are not healthy and they're stressed and they're this mindset, you know, a lot of people who are so obsessed with their bodies, their mindset is that they're not enough. They're not good enough. So they have to overly compensate for their bodies to make themselves look so good on the outside because they feel, and that is doing damage. They don't realize your thoughts, they send out messages in your body. Your thoughts send messages into your body that, that produce certain chemicals that create, you know, stress and cortisol. And a lot of people don't recognize what that is doing to your body. It doesn't matter how many salads you eat or how many weights you lift. If you've got these thoughts and all of this stress, if your body's in a constant fight or flight response, you're killing yourself. Right. It's toxic. Yeah. And like, you know, there are people who are overweight or have like, I also had heavy metal, uh, heavy metal toxicity, which um, I had all these amalgam fill fillings. So that was a co-contributor, but there are people that are overweight. There are people who have metal toxicity who don't get heart attacks Yeah, <laughs> because they have a good mindset. They're happy. Yeah. I mean, I think like mindset overrides the fuel that you put in your body any day of the week. Yeah, um, 100%. Like, my grandmother is 97, right, Jane? <laughs> yep. This woman is bionic. I'm not kidding, Audrey. <laughs> she broke her neck six months ago, seven months ago, was it? She broke her neck, her C2 vertebrae, 97 years old. They told her she'd probably never heal. The woman is healed. Like she doesn't have to wear that dang neck brace anymore. This woman eats sour cream donut holes, literally every day. She's never watched what she eats. She's from, she's like a Southern woman, you know, from the country. She cooks in lard. I mean, this woman eats nothing but fried foods. She's 97 years old, but she isn't now Jamie can attest to this. She might be like the calmest, happiest person. She never has a negative thing to say about anybody. She's just like, she goes with the flow with everything. And yeah. when people say, how the hell does your grandma 97? I'm like, honestly, she has no stress, none. And I can guarantee that's what has kept her alive. Yeah. And she's probably happy too. Oh yeah. She's I mean, like, 
even in the midst of this chaos, you know, she hasn't been able to see anybody, you know, she's, but she's literally like, well, you just do what you got to do, you know? <laughs> we had her on the podcast. Oh, that's great. And her same exact message, be good to people. You do what you got to do. You got to just be happy, you know, because you got to find the good in everything because there's too much bad. So it's the same kind of message. Right. Well, after I like learned the skill of meditation, I started looking for more and more different ways of um, reducing stress. And I actually followed um, one of my mentors is Dr. Heidi Hanna. She is known for stress mastery. She uh, on the internet, I Googled stress, stress mastery or something like that. And she came up and she offered um a stress mastery uh, educator program. And so I'm officially, uh, I guess, accredited by the American Institute of Stress. And yes, there is such a thing. There actually is in most Western countries mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, stress can contribute anywhere between 70 to 90% of doctors' visits. Like, mm -hmm. under, like you were saying, like it sets off this epigenetic, you know, change in all your enzymes and genes that wouldn't have like bad genes that wouldn't have come up like in your grandma's case mm -hmm. come up with other people because of the thoughts that think they're thinking and cortisol and that sort of thing so um you know i did that but also like i i've been a student of positive psychology and that is such a wonderful field mm -hmm. um there's a great resource i'll i'll give your listeners it's called the the, the center for the greater good it's out of UC Berkeley and uh, it's bite-sized. They have a podcast and they have a lot of resources on there for you to like embrace positive psychology because positive psychology, like you were saying, helping other people, being kind, it actually improves your own longevity. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just, you could be selfishly nice to someone else because it's also good for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's um, just little things that, you know, the good books, every good book tells you to do. Uh, you should live by them because it causes you to live longer and be happier. Right. Imagine that, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the tenets of like most of the good books, right, are, right, would actually help you to be a better person in better health. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I love it. Yeah. And why don't we talk though for our listeners though? Cause I think a bad choice is that, uh, well, and also this is something that you said in, in your, uh, in your story, you know, even when you were told that you're having a heart attack, you were like, can I go have lunch first? <laughs> I love that. I know. You know, I know I might be dying, but do you mind if I go have some lunch first before well, I go? I guess I figured I had walked around for two days. I'd run to the train and walk down Michigan Avenue <laughs> to right. my doctor's appointment. <laughs> I figured what's another, you know, hour. <laughs> another hour with a heart attack. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. I mean, but do you know how many people probably do that? And this is a bad, like we always talk about relationships here and ignoring the red flag. A lot of people ignore their health until it's screaming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times there's like these signs, your body tells you, maybe it's exhaustion. Maybe it's like flu-like feelings or just, you know, you want to go to sleep a lot, or you just don't have the energy you used to. Those are usually very subtle signs of something going on and people ignore them until they can't ignore them anymore until they're in an ambulance on their way to the emergency room. And yep. oftentimes it's because of our lifestyle or because we are like, ah, I'm not going to worry about it now. And I mean, do you think people are also afraid? I, I mean, I think sometimes people are afraid to go get checked or. I think they're unaware. They're so caught up in their heads 
Mm -hmm. they may not even realize that they like these changes have happened, Mm -hmm. you know, in their bodies or like it's become the status quo. And so they can't remember maybe what it's like to feel good. But I'm telling you people, it is not normal to wake up feeling tired. It's not normal to not have energy and, you know, just to, it's, it's normal to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so just the absence of um, pain does not mean that you're good, you know, that you're healthy. So yeah, it's just, we have to have more awareness. Yeah. And, yeah. and definitely that comes with meditation and being in tune with your body and yourself and your mind and your thoughts and mm-hmm. recognizing, okay, this isn't what I felt yesterday. Jamie, you're about to say something. Yeah. I was going to say, well, my grandpa Lyle, um, when he, had his heart attack and died. Uh, he actually, for two days, thought he was having indigestion mm. and was just like, just really bad case of indigestion when he was actually having a heart attack. And then he ended up dying. Yeah. So I would say that, especially for women, because the heart attack symptoms are a lot more subtle in women. But if something is off, like I could pinpoint when it happened to me because it was so strange and out of the ordinary. Uh, to all of a sudden get this dizziness, you need to pay attention to it. And I know that my story, at least several people have said, thank you for telling your story because I had a chest pain and I went to the doctor. Like a lot of times women feel like they're shamed or Mm -hmm. even like the staff, you know, the nurses might say, look at you. Like if I were to walk in, because I'm, you know, tall and slim and whatever, I've had friends who've walked into the emergency room and they were ignored saying that they had chest pain and um, almost died in the waiting room because they don't look like the normal person. I mean, it's getting a little better, Mm -hmm. but you have to be your own advocate or bring someone like my doctor said, she said, when you go to the hospital, you need to have someone with you. Call your husband or call a friend, somebody, because I can tell you, like, I wasn't in my right mind and you need someone to like pay, like, I couldn't even take in what the doctors were saying because I was in such a state of shock. Right. But it's really, really important to, if something is off to go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Because your, your body does tell you it, yeah. it, your, it, it has innate wisdom and it is telling you all the time. Absolutely. Right. So I'm, I'm glad that we talked about this today because I think so many people, especially in our lifestyle, you know, I read an article the other day and it was talking about how we are actually very poor, even though we're one of the richest countries in the world, we're very poor. We're time poor. We're health poor. You know, if you look at people, they work themselves to the bone other in a lot of countries, they, they don't work so much. You know, I have family in Italy and they're like, you guys work all the time to make ends meet. You know, you never take vacations. I mean, vacations are almost unheard of for many families in the United States because we're working, you know, we're health poor. We're a lot of, you know, people are not only just poor with money, right? Think about how much stress that is causing. I mean, I see people who are just stressed out all the time. They're trying to make ends meet. They're stressed out about the pandemic. They're stressed about going to work. They're stressed about this. They're stressed about that. And they don't realize what that is doing to their overall health. Like we are really not as healthy as we think we are. We really are not. And so it's really important that we start to focus on being more healthy and taking that time out. The meditation is helping you have some you time. You you have to. Right. And there's another technique called um, mindfulness-based 
stress reduction. Mm -hmm. MBSR is actually taught now in um, a lot of hospital settings because when you can just be in the moment, like the past is gone, the future isn't here yet. And a lot of times we're just not paying attention to what's going on right here, right, right now. now, especially mm -hmm. with kids. Like when I see parents on their phone and their kids mm -hmm. are tugging on them, trying to get their attention, they're sending the message that this phone and everybody else is more important than you are. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, you miss life, you know, you miss life if you're caught up in a lot of that. And, you know, one of the things I did, if you can like imagine, this was like in October, late October of 2016, right before the election. Mm -hmm. You know how that's when I had the heart attack and you know how toxic it was then. It's actually pretty toxic right now. Mm -hmm. um, and after the election and I saw all this misbehavior, I like stopped watching the news. I unfriended a bunch of people that, that offended me. And I only followed people, thought leaders first. Like you can choose to follow people first in your Facebook feed mm -hmm. um, that would lift me up. I just went into my little bubble. Mm -hmm. And that's okay if you need to do that. It's, oh, it's yeah. really okay. Yeah. yeah, I've done the same thing, Audrey. I've kind of, I, I literally have only now posted things that will make someone laugh or that, that are dorky, you know, or, or that will inspire. I, you know, I try to stay clear of the negative because it doesn't do any good. It, it just builds on, and it, it has shocked me. And we've mentioned it, Jamie and I have mentioned it in the show before, like as a coach, it is shocking to me to see so many coaches that are um, posting stuff that would create anxiety. Like, oh my God, what you're, and it's okay to have opinions, but to, to build into anxiety is just creating more. And as a coach, you're like, no, we're trying to eliminate that. We're trying to bring that to peace, you know? So to not understand that is very, um, but yes, it's okay to tune out. I've, I've snoozed a lot of people over the last few months. I've cut people out and I've, I only watch the news maybe 10 minutes a day yeah. and just tune into my body and my heart and what I feel is best. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm religious, so I'll pray, you know, but you have, you have to do that. That's absolutely necessary. And it's absolutely okay to do whatever you need to do to yeah, take care of yourself. That's right. And you know? at any point in time, and even though I'm not like, I'm not reeling from the recovery anymore, mm -hmm. I still continue to choose to do that. There's some people I just stopped seeing that I thought were mm -hmm. my friends that I really weren't my friends. And mm -hmm. if you, I would say that if somebody's toxic and you, you just are fearful that you're going to lose a friend, get a good book, mm -hmm. start mm -hmm. to follow people. Like it's better to be by yourself with other thought leaders, like in, you know, like books on tape are really good or inspirational movies than to be around people, even though we're social creatures, mm -hmm. there's, you're, you kind of attract that negativity until you transform so that people want to be around you. Mm -hmm. Those people that are positive and happy, they don't want a wet blanket, a complainer around you. Like you've like unsnooze or, you know, unfollowed people or whatever. I have too. And you just become more magnetic, yeah. the more positive and stuff that you are. So exactly. Yeah. And, and the more you let go of a toxic person, the more you're going to attract the people that you, you should be attracting. It's yeah. okay to let go of, you can let go of someone and still love them. Doesn't mean you don't love them, but they're just toxic for you. Yes. You know? You'll be at peace. You what? Without them. You'll be at peace without them. Even though, even if you think you can't live without them, you'll oh, no, find I that can you can. Right. <laughs> I can live without them. 
No, it's it's so much easier to not have to with them. Exactly. And it makes me and it makes me happier, which then makes me healthier. Keeps my blood pressure down. Yeah. And it keeps your voice message just beautiful and happy that I want to call it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's one of the happiest, like he's got the most lovely it's just full of energy and it's just great. <laughs> well, thank you, Audrey. Why don't you, before you go, why don't you, I know you said you were going to be launching a podcast soon and tell people what you do and where we can find you. Sure. Well, the podcast is still in the works, so I don't have a, a <coughs> definitive place um, yet, but I do have a, a stress mastery course that is a lot of the things that I've learned over the past three and a half years that were, I want people to have a proven set of tools in their toolkit to really have uh, those techniques so that they can release stress and anxiety so you can start living a happier, more fulfilling life. And that's kind of what I think my mission is these days. And you can find that if you go to audreyweidman.com forward slash courses and you'll be directed there. It's online. There's a four-week course, and there's like a one-week course. Um, We have weekly Zooms to kind of go over the materials, and yeah, it's been well-received, and it's been very fun creating. Yes, and we'll definitely post that on our notes, in the notes notes for everybody, and, and let everybody know about where to find that, and then, you know, they can follow you to find out about your podcast and things like that in the future. Awesome. Yay. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Well, thanks, Angela. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Audrey. This has been the Icky Lousy Junkie Life Showdown. I'm Jamie Black. And I'm Angela DeMarco. Have a great life. Have a great life. (laughs) 